Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk sports on Saturday here on ESPN 700. For the next two hours, we will cover everything from the Utes, Cougars, RSL, and the Jazz to anything happening on the national stage. This is Sports Saturday. Here are your hosts, Trevor Allen and John LaFollette on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. 700. ESPN 700 Sports Saturday. I'm Dan Cutler, not mentioned in the voice work, along with John LaFollette and Trevor Allen and Lauren Mason. We are coming to you live. My computer told me it was 1248. It's actually 1002 a.m. and Mine actually says it's 1019. Well, your computer's wrong. But it is free agency day. Free agency opened up in the NBA last night at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. And oh boy, did we have some fun, fun news. We're off to a great start. We'll talk about that all day, but I just want to say welcome to the greatest month of the year, folks. It is now July 1st, 2017. It is summer. It is hot summer, which means you can do whatever the heck you want outside. We have baseball. We have fireworks everywhere. We have American flags everywhere, Independence Day is next week, and most importantly, Trevor and I's birthday is at the end of the month. Yep. I'm pumped. I have no idea when your birthday is, Dan, to be it, honest. It's January it's on 1st. Day. Everyone knows okay. that. Oh. I knew that. Well, uh, Trevor and I's birthday are on the uh, trade deadline for baseball. Yep. That's, <laughs> I that way not I, know that. that. Also. That way I never forget. Well, I I will never forget your guys' birthday because it actually happens to be a password of uh, something around here at the office. So, <laughs> is it Trevor's computer? No. No, it's. Well, uh, I can't say birthday. what it is because I don't want people to uh, steal, but it well, is. You would have to have a badge to get down there. Any, in any case, I know your guys' birthday. It's, That's a, it's actually a certain place that has uh, a padlock code. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've opened it before. Yes. And I was the one who actually set that password, and then when I handed the reins of, of, of a promotions director o- over to Dan Cutler... Okay, that narrows he, things down a lot. He, he, never, he never changed it. <laughs> anyway... All right, it's where we keep our prizes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to July. Uh, it's a great day. Like Dan mentioned, free agency is underway. I'm pumped. We're going to get to that in a minute. Dan, what happened last night at Rio Tinto Stadium? Uh, last night at Rio Tinto Stadium, there were beautiful fireworks. It was a great display of patriotism. Also, side note, Real Salt Lake lost one to nothing to Orlando City Soccer Club, not football club. I love that, by the way. Yeah. America. Uh, Jason Kreis was the coach. He came in, brought some former RSL guys back with him, notably Will Johnson. Um, but Kyle Laren was there. Kaka was there. It was a. Kaka, you mean? Yeah, it was a fiesta. <laughs> and uh, Lauren was also there. So she could probably give you more details because I was actually standing on the field watching uh, from the the field last night. And And so you had the best view in the stadium. I did, but I was kind of like taken back by how cool it was to be down there. Because you're usually in the press box. I'm usually upstairs. Um, But man, so just a side note, like watching these guys up close and actually seeing the physicality of the game, 
Um, and Lauren can comment because she usually watches the the game from the field. Um, man, some of those players are big. Kyle Laren is a big dude, and so is Kaka. And uh, Kaka, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, it, man, just like the athleticism and how physical it is, uh, soccer is a pretty cool game. It's not it's not like a a wimp sport by any means, especially when you're playing Orlando. Lauren, what happened on the field? Um, well, I Orlando scored more than than RSL. I do they, understand they that. they scored one more. And thanks, Mike Petke. Mike Petke in his post game said that they they covered crosses and like free kicks from the left side of the field specifically and that's and he's like that's exactly where they scored from so it's very disappointing that we spent all week working on that and they still managed to score but Kaka is one of the greatest to ever play the game and the ball from him on the free kick even though it didn't directly lead to the goal it was like jumbled around inside the six for a little bit that ball was perfect it was such a beautifully played ball and it created all of the chaos. Um, Brooks Lennon and Joao Plata just couldn't quite, they had their chances. They couldn't quite make a good connection on the ball. Um, as well as, a, I mean, it, it's a team team effort. Um, they had the best opportunities and couldn't put them in. And it was a disappointing loss because RSL, I feel, was definitely the better team last night. So now it looks like that uh, they, they will be back in action on the road against the LA Galaxy on the 4th of July. Of course, you'll be able to listen to that game right here on ESPN 700. So, uh, it also snaps a three-game winning streak at home. Is that is that my my that's my correct understanding? Yeah. Okay. So uh, for RSL, it's uh, back to the drawing board again, and, and it looks like it's going to be like that this season. Um, a lot to a lot to fix and a lot of kinks to work out if you're Mike Pecky and company. All right, the big news. John, John, John will get to the local big news. I'm getting to the national big news right now. NBA free agency also involved a, a few trades. Um, Danny Ainge is doing a swell job right now in trying to in trying to get Gordon Hayward to come to Boston because it's looking less and less likely. It's looking more like Miami, but um, either way, uh, if if you if you were living under a rock yesterday, um, the the Thunder came out of nowhere and swooped up Paul George and. What what did they give up? DeMontis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo. That's it. And like seven draft picks, right? No, zero draft picks. $10 million? Nope. Two players, that's it. Larry Bird. Wow. He's not there anymore. Oh, that's right, he's not. Kevin Pritchard. That's right, Kevin Pritchard. KP. Apparently equally as incompetent. From what I heard is that Bird is still a consultant. He's just not the president of basketball operations. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I will add, we'll revisit this in Loser of the Week, but I will hit it now because it's the trade offer from the Boston Celtics on trade on draft night to the Indiana Pacers for Paul George. We heard from Adrian Wojnarowski and others that Paul George conversations are going on between the Celtics and Pacers very heavily in the first round last Thursday night. We now know what the offer was. It was Jay Crowder, another starter, and... Not one, not two, but three first-round draft picks for Paul George. But And they turned it down. Hold on. Were any of them Brooklyn's draft picks? Yes. They were? Yes. Okay, because from what I, I got from uh, I believe so. another tweet was that 
it wasn't Brooklyn's in, in, any of Brooklyn's picks because they have because they also have the the Nets pick in this up uh, season coming up in in this draft in 2018, and that they weren't giving them two, 2017 or 2018 picks from the Brooklyn Nets, and that they were giving them their own, which meant that it wasn't going to be as high. And so, even so, those three first round draft picks better than what they got and two starters. And also, from what I heard, is that they didn't want to give up any young assets like like Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Okay, so instead the Pacers got Victor Oladipo and DeMontis freaking Sabonis. And that's it. And not any draft picks. I would have done at least a draft pick. Yeah. You got to give me a first rounder. Come on, Pacers. By the way. Cash considerations, too. B- by the way, John, I I, I, I know uh, we're going to get to your uh, your news about Rubio, but but part of that trade was Rubio. was that the, the Thunder pick, the one, the one that the Jazz acquired in that Ennis Cantor trade, that that happened before the Paul George trade, and so you know Thunder. Okay, probably probably the bottom of the of the Western Conference as far as playoff picture. You know they're still going to make the playoffs. They've got Russell Westbrook, so it's a, so we'll, we'll end up getting the, the a Thunder uh, draft pick in that first round. Well, they got a whole lot better because they got Paul George. So now that 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 draft pick's looking even worse for the for for, for the Timberwolves um, because of you know thank uh, good old uh, Kevin Pritchard for that one. So anyway, we'll we'll end up getting to that later. But some of the other deals that have gone down, pretty much in the minute that it ended up striking midnight uh, Eastern time, Stephen Curry, five-year deal, $201 million. Supermax. He is the highest-paid player in the NBA, in NBA history. He's set to make about $40 million if you were to average it out per year. Ridiculous. Um, some other guys, Blake Griffin decided to not meet with Phoenix or Denver and just signed with the LA Clippers, even though they will be without Chris Paul. Uh, Blake signed a five-year, $172 million contract. Nene, he is staying in Houston for a three-year, $10 million option. Drew Holiday, I think this is a little ridiculous, uh, staying in New Orleans for a five-year, $126 million deal. And then a big one for the uh, Golden State Warriors, Sean Livingston decided to take a pay cut three years, $24 million. Uh, Patty Mills is going to stay in San Antonio. Four-year, $50 million contract. Tony Snell of the Milwaukee Bucks is staying there. Four years, $46 million. And Jeff Teague, after Rubio was traded, Chris Dunn what, what was traded by the Timberwolves. Jeff Teague is leaving Indiana to go to Minnesota to be the starting point guard there. Three-year, $57 million deal. By the way, the Timberwolves are killing it in free agency, and they might even add Paul Millsap. Could you imagine the starting lineup of Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler, Paul Millsap and Carl Anthony Towns. They'd be good, like fifth seed, good. Playoffs, which is what Minnesota hasn't done in a very long time. Yep. Almost as long as the Kings, I think. I'm still blown away by Steph Curry's contract. The f- I believe the first Supermax we've seen. Yep. Um, it's not even actually called the Supermax. It's called the designated player, but... DP. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a buttload of money. So I was just trying to comprehend how much money that is. Because with that, you can buy a dozen mansions, your own jet, a fighter jet... Probably start a corporation and still fund your kids and grandkids and great grandkids' college funds. You can actually fund like everyone. Four generations. In, you, you can actually fund everyone in your freaking neighborhood's college funds. That's with one contract, and that's even to go get their doctorate. Man, put them through medical school. That's yeah. a lot of money. Not, Steph Curry just made. Not to mention the cheese he's getting from Under Armour and the money he already made in the NBA. Man, and nobody should be crying for Steph Curry. Let's just say that. No. And the great thing about the NBA is the contracts are guaranteed. So even if he's injured for all 
five years, doesn't matter. He's still getting that money. So, yeah, Steph, is, and, and I, I kind of saw that coming, that, you know, no one was even bothering talking to, to Steph Curry. No one's even bothering talking to Kevin Durant. Uh, Durant said that he's just going to wait until everything settles for, for the Golden State Warriors before he signs his contract so he can kind of figure out how much of a, of a, of a pay cut he's going to need to take. Because Draymond Green and, and uh, Quay Thompson are still under contract for a couple years, and now Stephen Curry, holy crap, that is going to take a lot of the salary cap. Um, which, by the way, is now set at $99 million. And the, the uh, luxury tax, um, you can go all the way up to $119 million on your on your payroll. Hmm. So, And uh, right now the Golden State Warriors are still needing to look at how they're going to uh, keep Andre Iguodala because he's not even meeting with Golden State right now. He's, he's talking to the Kings. He's talking to the um, Spurs. And he did chat with the L.A. Lakers. I don't think that, that that's going to happen, but... Um, he, he has chatted with other teams, but he hasn't met and probably will not meet for a while, if not at all, with the Golden State Warriors. It sounds like he wants to move on. And mm-hmm. and going, go, going over to San Antonio isn't going to be a bad thing. And uh, it sounds like George Hill. And again, I'm just going through all the rumors that are out there. George Hill talking with Denver and possibly New York. Um, he you know at, it, 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 Right after the, the Rubio trade happened, the deal is pretty much dead for George Hill, according to sources. Uh, Tony Jones came out and said that the Jazz are moving on from George Hill well, after we they should, got Rubio. We should double-check with Tony Jones to see if George Hill actually is not coming back to you. I will actually text Tony and find Let's out. Let's just double-check with that. I don't know if anyone was following along on Twitter last night. Tony Jones probably got asked 45 times if the Jazz were going to re-sign George way, Hill. did you guys see me tweet back at him? I was yes. having a little fun with him. Yeah, I feel bad for him because <laughs> Tony's yeah, willing to give me a hug. Fifty other people. I was only doing it just to annoy him. I, I and then and then you know Gunnard pulled out a a gift, you know, saying here here's uh, what everyone should think before they ask Tony about uh, George Hill. And then I asked Gunnar. I was like, I was like, um, okay, uh, Gunnar, are the are the Jazz going to sign uh, George Hill? And then Gunnar tweeted back and said, I, IDK, which is I don't know. Ask Tony. And, Tony, and, and then Tony tweeted, I'm saying I hate you. Poor Tony. But honestly, uh, if you're new to this Twitter scene and you're not following at Trib Jazz, he's been killing it. Like, he's been doing great work. He's basically free agency. He's Woj Jr. now. Yeah, he's Wojing Utah right now. Like, I've, I saw national reports last night about not Jazz things crediting the Salt Lake Tribune for breaking them. Yeah. So good job, Tony Jones. Tony Jones. Um, before we get to the phone call. The Utah Jazz now have a new point guard. Yeah. Rubio! 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 Okay, that trade by Dennis Lindsay was phenomenal. I, I have no idea if he knew that Paul George was going to be going to the Thunder. Dude's a wizard. And ruining that draft pick that the Jazz gave away. But either way, even if Paul George hadn't gone there, that Oklahoma City first-round draft pick they traded for Ricky Rubio is going to be like a... 15 to 20 sort of range. Yeah. And those guys pan out in the NBA like half the time. Mm-hmm. And in return, you got a 26 year old veteran point guard. Who's really, really good at defense and really, really good at passing. I'm yeah. pumped. I don't know how Dennis Lindsay did it. I don't know if he just yelled at the Timberwolves and intimidated him, scared him into trading that, but it worked. Well, he's an alpha male. And uh, <laughs> as we know, the Timberwolves, 
there can only be one alpha male in the pack. And so when Dennis Lindsay came along, he just <laughs> he asserted his dominance. But that uh, that was a great trade. I'm I'm glad the Jazz have Ricky Rubio. I think he fits in well here. Um, if the Jazz can find a way to get Rodney Hood scoring, and if Gordon Hayward sticks around, and imagine that pick and roll with Rudy Gobert and Ricky Rubio, it's going to be a pretty good offense. He, I mean, he averages like eight assists a game, a couple steals. He's up there as one of the best playmakers. Just fingers crossed that he can stay healthy. But I am, I, I'm ecstatic that they picked up Ricky Rubio. I don't know what it means for George Hill. Well, I, okay, well that's we should true. ask Tony Jones if it means he's coming back to the Jazz. Okay. <laughs> I, I do know what it means for George Hill. And this, there's an element of risk in this for Dennis Lindsay. Uh, Jody Genesee reported first yesterday morning, and a hunch that I think we've all had all along, that Gordon Hayward's decision to sign or not to sign with Utah Jazz hinges a lot on whether the Jazz will bring back George Hill. Now, George only played, what, 46 games last year? Mm-hmm. But when he played and he was when he was healthy, he was really effective. He was, and, and the combination of Gordon Hayward and George Hill was one of the better combinations in the NBA. And the Jazz didn't lose very often. I, I mean, like they lost five to ten percent of the time when George Hill and Gordon Hayward played together. Uh, they George is thirty one. His contract would have cost probably twenty to twenty eight million dollars per year, which you know he would have been overpaid in order for the Jazz to keep George Hill he would have had to have been vastly overpaid. Instead, the Jazz brought in a point guard who is uh, less of a scorer, but a better defender and a better distributor than George Hill in 26-year-old Ricky Rubio. And Ricky's contract is 14 to $15 million over the next two years. So he's almost half the price of what George Hill would get. You get a different player, but an equally, in my mind, as effective a player. I think it's a good move for the Jazz, but it's risky because they know how much Gordon likes George Hill. You just have to wonder, and some reporters have tweeted out that Ricky Rubio is going to be an effective B plan, I guess, for Gordon Hayward, but you have to wonder how much that's going to affect Gordon's decision. Um, Tony Jones just uh, texted me. Um, Jazz moved on once they, they had traded for Rubio. Okay, so George Hill... Not effectively he, he, gone. He's not coming back to the Jazz. So what does Gordon Hayward do? And uh, Jody Genesee tweeted out saying that Gordon Hayward wasn't opposed to Ricky Rubio. He, I, I think it was just more he just wanted a veteran point guard, but he he does have a good relationship with George Hill, and that was why Gordon Hayward came out. You know, according to Jody Genesee's sources, um, that Gordon wanted to play with George Hill again. But I think as long as he had a veteran point guard. There, which Rubio is more of a passing point guard. George Hill, to me, is more of a scoring point guard. And Hill's not going to get more than four or five or six assists. Rubio's going to get eight, nine, ten per night. Which, by the way, Rubio is also a really good defender, as is George Hill. So you're getting just as equally good of a, of a defender. But, um, by the way, the, once, once, once the Jazz traded for Rubio... ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out the only players in NBA history to average eight assists per game and two steals per game for a career. One guy is not in the league anymore, and one is. Can you guys name him? Stockton and Paul. Bingo. John Stockton and Chris Paul. That's pretty good company. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jazz fans, don't worry about Rubio scoring, because I was actually talking, and I I, I think it's the same guy who's, who's on the line right now, 
that it's going to be a oh, big yeah, we year. Have a caller. It's actually going to be a big year for for a Rodney Hood, um, because Rubio, you're going to need to have scores around him, but Rubio is going to get you the ball. Just real quick before we get to our caller, because I'm pretty sure I have a suspicion, a hunch that he wants to talk about the Pacers. <laughs> I, I just that's my guess, but um, I I think. I actually think that Ricky Rubio is a, an improvement defensively over George Hill because how many times last year did we say, oh, man, George Hill, like, the Jazz struggle to defend athletic guards. Jazz struggle to defend athletic guards. Rubio is pretty crafty. He can get steals. He's not a lockdown defender, but I do think he he is a good uh, – Eric Meek is on the TV right now. Um, anyways, I think that he's <laughs> yeah, a good – distracted. <laughs> I think that he's a good uh, – a really good option defensively. He fits the culture of the team. He's the same age as the rest of the core. Um, it, it's a good trade. So what do you think? You guys want to talk a little Pacers with Insider Josh? Hey, this is Josh, the morning news producer, I assume, on Unless ABC some other Utah. Josh. I'm, I, I doubt it because Josh and Dan and us and I are all friends with Josh. Is, 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 this, the, is this the correct Josh, or is this just some yeah. other guy we don't know? What's up, Josh? <laughs> it's, my, it's my double clone. Oh, gotcha. Clones. What's up, man? You know, I was with John when the Pacer trade happened, and John can attest. I was kind of shocked and happy until I saw what Boston offered. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Okay, so I slept on it, and I looked at a lot of uh, beat writers from Indianapolis. They said, how much do you value mid to late first-round picks? If you value them, the Pacers got a terrible trade. If you don't value them, the Pacers did okay. I don't, but if you have three of them offered your way, you're going to hit on right. one of them. Yeah, you are. Especially three draft picks, first round. I mean, no matter what, you're going to get good players. You know, as long as you end up drafting right again, you're not going to get, you, you know, you're not always going to get star players at the end of, or, you know, at the, you know, top 10 of, of a draft. It, it, right. it all matters on, on, on how well you draft. I mean, Rodney Hood could be a very good player as long as he stays healthy. And he was he was 22nd? 23rd? Yeah, 20, I think he was 23rd. And so, I mean, come on. There is one draw from the trade, and that's Oladipo, who was a huge fan favorite at Indiana University. Watching him and Lance Stevenson would be a lot of fun, but this definitely resets the Pacers for five years and makes the Eastern Conference even weaker. At least, so. and, and, now, and now that Teague's going over to, over to the Timberwolves. Hey, that's a. I think I'm the only person that's going to say this. I think that's a terrible signing if you're a Timberwolves fan. I think that's terrible. Really? He, does, he doesn't play good defense, and he's going to take the ball away from Wiggins and Butler and Cat. Teague's more of a scoring guard than a passing defense guard like Rubio. I think it makes him worse. I, w- I, was, I was just going to say, who would you rather have, Rubio or, or Teague? I would, for that team, Rubio. Well, they don't anymore. <laughs> well, no, and the ja- if Dennis Lindsay somehow gets Gordon Hayward to re-sign, it's his best offseason ever. And Trade he's had some pretty Donovan good ones, Mitchell. too. I love Donovan Mitchell. He played well at Louisville. Uh, and then get Ingles back. That they got Rubio and Ingles for the price of George Hill. Ingles, Ingles could cost one. a lot though, especially if if we're hearing that like the Orlando Magic are thinking about offering Ingles four years, sixty million dollars. But that's still. But think, about, but think about it in this aspect: if the Jazz resign George Hill, that's like twenty five to thirty million. So instead of that, they get Rubio for fifteen, Ingles for fifteen. 
So you get Ingles and Rubio for the price of George Hill. George Hill, yeah. So oh. I, it's brilliant. And they have to get Gordon Hayward. The team stays healthy. They're the third best team in the West. Well, and, and you know, not, not only that, they, they didn't even have to give up draft picks. And, Josh, th- thank you for the phone call. You didn't have to give up any, any – uh, really, you didn't have to give up your own draft pick. You, you gave up one that you got in the NS Cantor trade, but you also didn't have to give up any valuable assets for Rubio. You didn't have to give up Derek Favors, Alec Burks, or, you know, really, jazz, the, the Jazz got Donovan Mitchell, Nigel Williams-Goss, Tony Bradley, and they got uh, Rubio, all for, let's see, three or two, two uh, picks, no, three, three picks, and they were all like, you know, just like either trading down and things like that, or uh, trading up in the draft, excuse me, right? and Trey Lyles. That's it. That's all you had to give up. And Trey Lyles wasn't going to be a part of the, you know, the 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 core that that was going to make a big difference for the Jazz. Dennis Lindsay owns this league. And and the fact that he didn't win executive of the year and by the way, <laughs> Bob Myers the only reason why he got it is because for one they ended up winning the title even though the the votes already came in before. But because he signed one guy, Kevin Durant, yeah, I, well, nobody from the Utah Jazz wins anything of the year. Nope. Except most underrated team of the year. Yeah. Quinn, I mean, Quinn finished like sixth it's in, such in voting a joke. for Coach of the, the Year, fact, which is BS. That's just, you know, uh, I can't even. It makes me just discredit the awards. It's just an excuse for Drake and Nicki Minaj to be on TV. <laughs> because if Rudy Gobert didn't at least get, like, like you know, half you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't even get into it. It's making me too mad. We're um, gonna take a break. <laughs> by, by the way, something I I just want to throw out. We're actually gonna make our our pitch to Gordon Hayward, um, as, as to why he ought to stay in Utah. But if you're a Jazz fan, and 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 if you went up to Dennis Lindsay and said, "Okay, here's who I want in that meeting with Gordon Hayward," because we're all hearing Whiteside and Haslam. Uh, for, for Miami are going to be in that meeting, and I'm sure Danny Ainge, obviously Danny Ainge, Brad Stevens, I mean, definitely not not Tom Brady because, according to Gordon Hayward, he can't stand Tom Brady, which I don't blame him. He's an Aaron Rodgers guy. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers guy. Maybe bring over Aaron Rodgers to see if he, you know, pitch him for you know in Boston. <laughs> don't come play for the Bucks. Go play for the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or in California. Who who would you put in your meeting to to persuade Gordon Hayward to stay? Eight, and uh, and you guys can call us at eight seven seven three five three zero seven hundred or tweet at us and uh, tell us of, of what you guys think. You know, definitely definitely some good things. Maybe bring a bottle of fry sauce into the meeting. Oh, Saying, not Zupas though. No, <laughs> Zupas is not catering the meeting. <laughs> we'll just say that Cafe Rio maybe. So we'll give our Gordon Hayward pitches next segment. And there's an interesting report going on right now on Twitter from an NBA reporter. We'll talk about hmm. that. It. Obviously, references Gordon Hayward. Kevin this, O'Connor, NBA. Yeah, this is Gordon Hayward Day on Jeez. Sports Saturday. Uh, John LaFault, Trevor Allen, Dan Cutler, Lauren Mace behind the shattered glass, still shattered glass on ESPN 700. Gordon Hayward is now reportedly... Okay, this is tongue-in-cheek before I say this. It all is on Twitter. <laughs> the Miami Heat are reportedly the favorites to sign Gordon Hayward. Yeah, because Ooh. they're the ones meeting with him today. Yeah, so uh, my ex- expectation is tomorrow the Celtics will be the favorite to sign the Gordon Hayward, and Monday 
The Utah Jazz are going to be the favorites to sign Gordon Hayward. It's a matter of who is the favorite on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, NBA reporter for The Ringer. And I, once again, I'm not ripping on Kevin O'Connor. I think he's a good reporter. I'm ripping on his sources. A most recent tweet said three league sources. Which are probably just like scouts. Who knows? Maybe they're eye up. But since the current favorite for Gordon Hayward is Miami, the reasons are a better lifestyle, Eric Spolstra, and a feature scoring role. Now, that's not enough. Um, Gordon Hayward is a father and a husband. A father to, I believe, two children. He doesn't need to. Uh, and a husband. What What is the Miami lifestyle? Spring break style. Yeah, it's yeah. It's late nights because it's warm outside. You get to go clubbing. There are lots of ladies around. That's what we think of when we think of Miami. Gordon Hayward's not into any of that. If Gordon Hayward no. was single, maybe, but he's not. Gordon Hayward is into changing diapers and playing video games. It's kind of like my life, except I'm that's, not making nearly as much money as Gordon Hayward. That's as Utah as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> that is as Utah as it gets. So I don't think Gordon really cares about the, about the Miami lifestyle. Now, the next uh, reason on here, Eric Spolstra. What Spo. is so great about Eric Spolstra? I mean, he's a good coach. He's not great. He's not Steve Kerr. He's not Greg Popovich. Quinn Snyder. He's not Jerry Sloan, for heaven's sake. Quinn Snyder has been with Gordon Hayward. He's brought him from a good player to an all-star in the Western Conference, might I add. I don't think Eric Spolstra is anything to be desired more than Quinn Snyder. And to feature a scoring role, he'll get that on any of the three teams it goes to. So, these sources reporting this... Uh, I'm not buying it. And what's to say that Eric Spolstra has job security? Like, I know he's a good coach, and he's won championships or whatever, but... LeBron won those championships. Yeah, LeBron won those (laughs) championships, exactly. And Eric Spolstra, I mean, he's been on the hot seat before. What's to say that if the, the Heat get off to another slow start and they're middling again, that Eric Spolstra doesn't get fired? Like, you should never hitch your wagon to a coach, I think. Right. And, yeah, I, I mean, I say that, and then I'll probably later in the show say that Quinn Snyder is one of the biggest reasons that <laughs> Gordon Hayward should stay in Utah. But it's just things change, and the organization itself has to be a factor and your role on the team. And I, I just think that Utah's a better situation. But anyways. Um, someone tweeted at us, OCD Shaggy said, 100% positive G-Time prefers Manning over Rogers. He's a Colts fan. Um, I get that, but the reason why we we said Aaron Rodgers is because when when the Jazz sat down with him and did the you know crazy questionnaire, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, he said Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand Tom Brady. I mean, nobody's perfect. I mean, well, hold on, stop it, John. Except for Tom Brady, not every. Oh, okay. Except Joe Flacco is the best quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. A newly minted Ravens fan, I'm pretty sure, I'm hardcore. Pretty, I'm actually pretty sure Trevor Simeon is, but whatever. Agree. Agree oh, to well. disagree. All right, so um, something I, I want to ask you guys, and then we'll end up making our, our pitch. So first, we're the ones who end up setting up the meeting. We are Dennis Lindsay, okay? And I actually just just barely came up with this. We're allowed to have No, four... I came up with this. No. Okay. Dan actually this came up. This was very much Dan's idea. <laughs> Dan actually came up with the idea. I actually came up with with the idea. Who, who would you bring to the meeting? Okay. Stop it. Now. <laughs> I and and the reason why I was saying I'm, I just came up with this, I'm going to change okay, it because okay. I actually told you guys two people. Let's say two people who are not tied in with the organization. I mean, Stockton. What? Okay. Okay. Go hold on. on go hold on. on. Hold on. 
Okay. You're changing our prep. We're going to run out of time to do this. We might need to do this at the 11 o'clock segment because okay. we only have three minutes left in this segment. Okay. Why don't we just give our, our people and then okay. we'll, we'll end up giving our, our pitch at 11 o'clock. Okay, okay. Let's do that. So, two people who are within the organization and two people who are outside of the organization for, for the Jazz. Two people. By the way, Jody Guinness, you getting a little uh, pub on uh, NBA TV hey as now. we're watching Orlando Summer League. Because there's a, a billboard up about uh, Gordon Hayward in yeah. a heat jersey, which he looks hideous in. And, uh, <laughs> Awful. And, and then uh, uh, Jody being Jody saying heat word. Um, Hashtag heat word. So, okay, John. Uh, I would go with, so you said two in the organization. So, two. which is like players, consultants. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Quinn and Dennis stay out of it. Of course. They're obvious. Okay, within the organization, I'm going to go John Stockton, for one. Okay. He's the legend, and you'd rather have John Stockton in that meeting than Carl Malone. Plus, Carl Malone left. John Stockton never did. I, I think John Stockton is going to... He probably will be in that meeting. Yeah. I bet you he will. I, I'm sure he will. Um, I don't really care after that, honestly. As long as John Stockton is there. Okay, I'm actually going to tell you this: the four, the four Maybe people. Maybe Darren I, Williams. Yes, Ooh. he can uh, vouch for and yell not at him. leaving. I'm so sorry that I threw a basketball at you when you were a rookie. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but maybe Darren Williams at this point, no. can realize that Darren Williams stayed the hell away from <laughs> my meeting. <laughs> the Utah Jazz is a terrible mistake. Okay, mine is Rudy uh, Gobert. I will, I will. Hey, he, I will see your your white side, and I will raise you a Rudy Gobert. Ooh. All right. I like it. You've got Rudy Gobert in there. You've got John Stockton. I'm even saying uh, Reggie Miller because that, that was Gordon Hayward's hero growing up. And Reggie even said kings don't leave their own kingdoms. And Gordon Hayward's the king in Utah. He's pretty much saying that Gordon Hayward shouldn't leave Utah. He, he didn't say Gordon Hayward specifically. But based off of that tweet, I'm guessing he's saying that Gordon Hayward shouldn't leave Utah. And you have, you have Jerry Sloan in there. Okay, so who are you for? Rudy Gobert, uh-huh. Jerry Sloan, uh-huh. John Stockton, uh-huh. Reggie Miller. Okay. I like it. Okay. Those are my four guys sitting in with me in my meeting as I'm going to make my, my, my pitch to Gordon Hayward on Monday. I'll add my two others. I like your – well, I'm going to do one other because since you already said Reggie Miller. I'm going to throw in Kobe Bryant in there. I like that one. Because – And everyone's like, huh? Yeah. I mean, everybody hates, hates Kobe Bryant here. Growing up as Jazz fans, he ruined all of our dreams. Um. Kobe stayed with the Lakers his entire career. They paid him handsomely to do so, which the Jazz are willing to do for Gordon Hayward. Um, but I think Kobe would be a little bit more effective than Reggie because Kobe won championships in L.A. Um, and plus, he has a relationship with Gordon Hayward. Uh, Kobe often uh, badmouthed Shaq for leaving or staying in other cities or what have you. I think Kobe had a sense of loyalty to the LA Lakers. Uh, I think he was drafted by the Philadelphia. Maybe he was. Yeah, he, he was. Did but he that, play for them? No, no, no. Okay. Tra- traded um, right after. Right I think, I think, I think he was traded on draft night. Yep. But Kobe had obviously some sense of loyalty to LA. Oh wait, I, it was it, Charlotte. It was Charlotte. That's right. Yeah. Because of what he's from. Vladi Divots went to. That's right. Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. From Philadelphia, but he got drafted by Charlotte. Anyway, right. I, I think Kobe Bryant would be an interesting person to have talked to Gordon about that. Well, and not only that, yeah, you know, the, unless the he says go that, chase championships, in that case, Kobe stay away. Yeah, the fact that that uh, Kobe's even been working with Gordon Hayward on his game, 
says something, which means that they're developing a bond, which is something, I mean, Kobe Bryant is in your meeting saying, hey, stay in Utah, especially with uh, Quinn and Kobe having a good relationship as well. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of good things with Kobe Bryant now that he's not playing anymore. You you guys want to hear mine? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So for the four people I would bring into the meeting, this is what I would do. Because you know that all the other teams are going to try to dazzle him, and they're going to try to bring in the biggest names, and they're going to try to do this big glamorous pitch. I bring in, I make sure that Gordon Hayward's favorite usher is at the arena that day as he walks in from the parking lot and greets him and says hello. Because he's been in Utah for a really long time, and he's developed great relationships with the arena staff, with the people that you don't think about. And if you walk into the meeting and you see that that uh, man or woman who's smiled at you and said hi to you and fist-bumped you before every game, after a loss, giving you a smile, told you to keep your head up, if that person is there... That just puts in your mind like, oh, I love it here. Next person I'm bringing in, you guys have said it, John Stockton. He has to be there. Gordon Hayward reportedly big time, big time John Stockton guy. Very impressed with what he was able to do with this organization. You have to have Stockton in there. And then apart from that, I think, like you said, I really believe that you have to have Rudy Gobert in there. That's his boy. That's uh, that's gonna be now that George Hill's gone. Yeah, now that George Hill's gone, <laughs> but uh, he's that's the guy that he's gonna be playing alongside of for the foreseeable future if he's here. They're the two pillars of the franchise. Uh, Rudy needs to be there. He needs to tell him, you know, he needs to tell him his piece. Um, I remember in one media scrum after a game, um, someone asked Rudy, "What are you gonna tell Gordon to make him stay?" And Rudy said, I'm just going to ask him one question. Do you want to win a championship? And Rudy Gobert truly believes that the Jazz can win a championship. He believes that this organization's on the right track. And I, if he's in that meeting, I think he can convince Gordon of that. I don't know. The West is pretty dang stacked now. I mean, so is, you know what? It doesn't matter. You have to get through. If you get through the East, you still have to beat a Western Conference team to although, win the championship. Although the path to the finals in the East isn't that hard. It's Cleveland and that's yeah, but, it. The, if the Jazz get Gordon back, they get their bench deeper, they stay healthy, they have just as good of a chance of, uh, of anybody to beat Golden State, which it's not a good chance, but they have just as good of a chance. The fourth person that I would want to have in that meeting would be Gail Miller. Yeah. Uh, you have to have the owner of the franchise. She can tell Gordon exactly what this um, organization means to the community. And she can attest, and so can John Stockton, to what a superstar means in this community. And there's a street named after John Stockton. There's a street named after Carl Malone. There's still another street that, that could be named after Gordon Hayward on the other side of yeah. the arena. The, there's, they have statues. There's four streets surrounding the arena, and Gordon Hayward... Two of them were taken. He could easily get a statue. He could easily get his name in the rafters. Why doesn't Jerry Sloan get a street named after him? I'm sure he will. That's what I-15 is for. That's right. <laughs> Jerry Sloan Veterans Memorial Highway. But anyways, I, that's those are the four people I would have in there. Uh, I like that. Uh, I, you know, Gail is definitely, she, she's got to be in that meeting. But um, all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break. Uh, Story Wars for the final time. We'll tell you why the final time later. But 
Um, Story Wars coming up next, and then at 11 o'clock, we will give our pitch to Gordon Hayward with our crew, our our, our four peeps, um, as to why Gordon Hayward should stay in Salt Lake City. Um, It's going to get crazy, people. A couple more days, and uh, according to sources, Gordon's supposed to be choosing uh, which team he is going to sign with on Tuesday or Wednesday, hopefully. But again, hashtag sources, that's all it is nowadays. Uh, Sources say that we will be back on the other side. This is ESPN 700. Random stories, useless information. We're a sports show, so we keep score too. This is Story Wars on Sports Saturday on ESPN 700. ESPN 700 Sports Saturday. It's time for Story Wars. Charlotte just scored a basket at 71-61 in this summer league game. You don't care. It's time for Story Wars. You're where right. we tell Cougar random... fans do. Yeah, Eric Meek is not on the floor, though, so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Story Wars. So we're giving... What? We're doing this thing. We're doing it upright. Each week, we both... Well, not we both. We all tell two stories, and then Lauren, we, our esteemed judge... We actually have a minute to tell those stories, too, by the way. Yeah, we get it 60 seconds. Everyone knows the rules. And then... Uh, Lauren picks. Lauren picks which one she thinks is the best. And I think I won last week, right? Where are we at on, on our win totals? I know I only have one. Dan has a lot. I have like two. You have one. Dan has four. Mm. Trevor has one. John has two. Yes. Nice. I have at least one. Once. So Dan has already clinched victory. Yeah. So, Dan, since you won the last time that we did Story Wars, okay, you pick the order. All right. It's going to go Trevor, John, then Of course me. it is. Of course it is. All right. I'm ready to go. In honor of hashtag National Bikini Day, which I'm going to be taking mine out of the closet here in the next couple of days. Just kidding. Don't give me that visual. For just $10,000, I know, right? It's, it's actually pretty cheap. There is this uh, food stylist company that is going to help you get fitted for your own swim, your, your own bikini made from only the freshest ingredients, including homemade hand-breaded, pizza, or hand-breaded dough, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese, Sauce made from fresh California tomatoes and delicious pepperoni. Yes, I'm talking about a bikini made out of pizza. Unbelievable. And then there is this uh, boy. His name is Arnav Sharma. He's 11 years old, scored 162 on the IQ test, which just so happens to be smarter or better than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. The kid is 11 years old. Unbelievable. How are you smarter at 11 years old than Stephen Hawking? And Albert Einstein. Unbelievable. Congratulations to the 11-year-old for being smart. Still four points lower than me, though. (laughs) Stop it. You think that's a joke? Actually, seven points lower. (laughs) Six? You sure? (laughs) Maybe nine? All right. Um, Okay, I'm good to go. (laughs) Um, So this story... Actually, both my stories will take place uh, somewhat in space. There was a there's a show called Infowars, uh, starring Alex Jones. They had a guest on there named Robert David Steele, who insists that NASA is shipping children as slaves to Mars to populate a colony, uh, sent on a twenty year space ride. Quote: So they have so once they get to Mars, they have no alternative but to be slaves on the Mars colony. Look, I know that 90% of the NASA missions are secret, and I've been told by high-level NASA engineers that you have no idea there's so much stuff going on. NASA, of course, had to uh, deny this, because this guy is a lunatic and crazy, 
and I'm running out of time, but there's also a KFC fried chicken sandwich floating in the stratosphere. And I'm just going to leave it at that. It's between 55 and 80,000 feet. Gosh dang it, that's a good one. <laughs> wow. That's actually pretty sweet. Isn't Alex Jones the guy that like has these random outbursts like, I'm furious! Probably. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. a man! No, that isn't him. Oh, man. Wow. All right. <laughs> fried chicken sandwich floating around in space. <laughs> that only took him five seconds to relay the message. Man, that was That's really a better good. story. I thought Nuff I had said. good stories, and I'm Nuff now said. nervous. Yeah, you should be. All right, Dan. All right. In the great state of Alaska, the largest state in the Union, a little boy, 11 years old, his name was Zach, he was sleeping in his room. All of a sudden, he hears a loud crash and smells something that smells like a wet dog. Turns around. Turns out it's a bear. Just barreling into his room, he runs up the stairs. He's like, uh, Mom and Dad, there's a bear in my room. His parents are like, no, shut up. It's not. You're having a nightmare. They go down. They're like, oh, mercy. There really is a bear in his room. So a bear burst into this kid's room. Terrifying stuff. Next story. If you've ever been to medieval times, it's awesome. You get to eat chicken with your hands. It's like you're like really in the medieval times. You get to see a joust, a duel. They have a gift shop, and it's very overpriced. This guy decided to buy a sword from there. $100 sword, uh, medieval times. Well, it turns out someone broke into his house. What did he do? He whipped out his replica medieval times sword and fought off the intruder. Man, when souvenirs come in handy. So just to recap, 11-year-old boy terrified by a bear. His parents don't believe him. Turns out it was who, real. The boy who cried bear. Yeah, turns out it really was. And then uh, Game of Thrones fan and medieval times enthusiast uses $100 souvenir sword to fight off an intruder in his house. Dad, Dad's action in here. I wish we had this on video. Dad's just like pulling out the sword. It was awesome. telling the story, it was awesome. So, yeah, those are my stories. Uh, my stories are that NASA had to deny a uh, claim that they have children's slaves populating a colony on Mars. <laughs> And uh, there's a KFC Zinger sandwich floating in the stratosphere right now. I had one of those before. So cool. <laughs> it's frozen, so it'll never go bad. All so right. So the astronauts need a snack on the way up. And I went with Just reach out the window. an 11 year old boy who's smarter than uh, who's smarter than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking, according but to the IQ test. Seven points dumber than me. Stop it. And then uh, for just ten thousand dollars, you can have a bikini made uh, out of pizza. For National Bikini Day, <laughs> so we go. We go to the judge's scorecard for decision. Warren Mason. I'm just gonna say, pepperoni bikini would be very uncomfortable for numerous reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible choice. Even for, even for ten grand, do it now. Oh. Am I being paid ten grand? No, you're yeah. paying. Yeah, 10 grand. definitely not. <laughs> but it is the freshest ingredients. No. It's for now, is this Papa John's? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love the intruder being fought off with a sword. That's hilarious. And the parents not believing the child about Stop the bear. It. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. That sounds like I love my parents. They're great. My parents. I mean, what parent would believe that? Why would you ever believe that? There's a bear in my room. Um, I'm going to have to go with John on this All one. Right. I love. I'm Dan, you already won. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's okay. True. You have four. I, I admit <laughs> it. I at least had one. I'm happy about that. But I want to know. How the KFC sandwich got in space? Do we know? So they're doing it. It's a publicity stunt. Uh, oh, there's a, a company in Arizona uh, called Worldview Enterprises that is testing launch um, 
devices, I guess. And KFC is like, hey, we want it on this. We need to promote our Zinger sandwich. <laughs> Take this up to space and leave it floating there. Oh, I love it. It's a oh, really it's good so one. Great. Until an alien eats it. Oh, man. If it, if it ever disappears, that's why. <laughs> Or got burned up in the ozone. That was a good story, though. I As soon as I heard it, I was like, dang it, I can't compete with that. Well, that is the end of Story Wars. We will tell you why later, because one of us is leaving. Which one? ESPN 700. I don't know. If if, if you follow people on uh, Instagram, one of us, I don't have an Instagram, so you narrow it down. John, do you have one? Uh, no. Well, hmm. if you follow Instagram, you'll know. Only By process of elimination and using your five IQ, you can probably figure out who's leaving. Well, me and Lauren both have Instagram, so. We're not going to name names, but his initials are Dan Cutler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Cutler's leaving us. Today's his last day. We're going to make the best of it, but. We still have another hour. Still another hour with we're, Dan on our payroll. We're not going to let him speak his piece yet. Not yet. We'll do that later. Plus, I've also got a speech ready for Dan. I'm the one who actually brought him in and hired him. It's true. Nice. I I ended up prepping something. I didn't like type it up. It's all it's all up in here, John. It's all up in your head. Mine's in my heart. Trevor. Ooh, mine's in my head and my heart. I'm better friends with Dan. <laughs> Just because you're whoa, single. Whoa, whoa, right. whoa. <laughs> John, you and I guys are, gonna... are both great friends of mine. <laughs> John and I are gonna fight, and then and then we're gonna come back and tell you who won after this here on ESPN 700. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.